Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Week two, Andy. Um... And before we kind of get into this week's games, we typically do a very good job, I think, of commenting on Thursday night football and Sunday night football on our Monday pod or our Sunday pod, whenever we do that pod. Um, And we very rarely provide commentary on Monday night football. But this one feels different. This one feels like it deserves a little bit of perspective. Uh, and I've heard from everyone else who I care to hear from on what they think about the Aaron Rodgers injury and the Jets and the Bills and Josh Allen. and care to hear about from. <laughs> plenty of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, not you. So uh, can you kind of uh, provide a little bit of uh, your perspective on uh, that Monday Night Football game, the Jets, Rodgers, the Bills even, Josh Allen? Like there's many, many, many ways to go here. I, I mean, I, I kind of tweeted out my thoughts, and it's a weird situation because what a team does, because they do have to run a business, they do have to appease the fan base, they do have to appease the other, you know, 52 men on the, on the roster, but, like, where they're sitting with all that youth and that good defense, I would not give up assets. That's my opinion. Don't give up assets for some wins or bring – you bring Rivers or Matt Ryan out of retirement or – like there's just nobody who's a lot of those guys maybe do a better job than Zach Wilson, but none of those guys are ripping through the AFC playoffs and getting you anywhere near the Super Bowl, even with the rest of the roster. Like, what's the point of that? I, I get it. Like, oh, we made the playoffs and that's a big step forward. But honestly, like the, the right move, go with Zach Wilson. Somebody said, but Zach Wilson stinks. Yeah, that's the whole point. Like, if he can lose some games, you're better off for it. Rodgers, especially after today, it sounds like – I never thought he'd retire. I guess it was probably 90-10 that maybe he just hangs it up. It didn't seem within his uh, personality to go out that way. But after today's Instagram post, it sounds like he'll be back next year. You should be able to bring back most of this team. Why not have a high draft pick to go with it? Because now you don't have to trade that first-round pick to the Packers. You have your first round pick. You do have to give up the second, I believe. Like, just go ahead, run, run it back next year. You can be a very good team next year instead of being a middling team with like Carson Wentz and you know, uh, who is it? Sh- Schwimmer had a pretty good point in uh, one of the, the DM groups there. He said like a lot of people were saying Jameis. There's a lot of teams that don't want to trade their backup quarterbacks, and the Saints are probably a good example of it. Like you're viewing yourself the Saints as a playoff team. You can probably win your division. You don't want to trade a decent backup like that for future assets. You want something now. Like, if you're making trades and you're the Saints, I want something that helps me now. I need something that gets me closer to the 49ers, Eagles, and Cowboys, not a draft pick next year or the year down the road. So, like, trading for Jameis or some of these high-end backups on decent teams, it's it's going to be difficult anyway. So, that's yeah, my opinion on that. And then I don't fully understand what got into Josh Allen. But he went just YOLO like six times. And hopefully the coaching staff can address that because they should have won that game. Like, there was no reason to lose that game. It's a good defense. Brees Hall looked very good. He was very efficient with the few runs he had. But, man, like, you don't need to be doing stuff like that. Those arm punts, the other interception, the, the bad fumble. 
if if they take care of the ball, they win the game. It's kind of like the Vikings. Like there's oh not, yeah, the the butt I mean, fumble was just, the butt fumble was a killer. That yeah. that blew our second half under. Um, that took that 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 opened the door for overtime. I mean, without yeah, that, thought, you're not even going uh, overtime. We did, yeah, we lost our second half under. I thought it was still probably a good bet. Oh, absolutely. Without um, question. It took, it took a walk-off guy. I was kind of mad at that punter because you yeah, just kicked that field goal. And yeah, just tackle it. him and then let's kick a field goal and then we went. Yeah, yeah. that sucked. That sucked. Um, although I, that's the most that joy t- I've ever experienced like, losing a bet in my life, I think. Yeah, it was a really uh, <laughs> It was – yeah, it was crazy. Uh, also, uh, as someone who has much at stake – if the Jets come in as the lowest scoring team this year, <laughs> uh, disappointing to add those six to the tally. Um, so I like your strategy. Let's keep let's keep Zach Wilson around. Let's make him let's turn him into a game manager. Let's try to win games ten to seven. Love it. I do love it. Uh, your defense is good enough to at least try that. And also, like to add to your point, if Rodgers is really going to stick around and try to make a run at it next year, uh, you know. I'm a little nervous about that, just considering uh, it's he's 40 and he will have, have a pair of days, every pair of Achilles. But and I, I think it also gives you an opportunity to kind of vet uh, Hackett this year, right? Yeah. Like you just see what you're going to get from a, a game plan standpoint. Although he has yeah. he has the built-in excuse, like, well, this isn't what I would call with Aaron. Obviously. No, I know, but it, but if he can elevate. If he can develop fair, in any fair. way, if he can develop or elevate, and when Lafleur couldn't, then you know you got your guy. And if he can't, then you know maybe you consider another offensive coordinator. But, but all that said, fair. all that said, um, the Josh Allen stuff is bizarre. Um, my conclusion, temporary conclusion at least, is that whatever magic he had with uh, uh, Dable, it wore off halfway through the season last year right around the time he hurt his elbow. Um, and there were signs even before that elbow injury, you know, like you remember the game where they absolutely had no business losing to the dolphins early in the season. Yeah. You know, like there's just been bizarro shit like that for the bills going on a little while. Um, and it's the, it, the YOLO is the exact right characterization. Like Al's just got that in his DNA and Dable managed to find a way to use that to his advantage. And, so far, at least. Uh, good, what's his name? I mean, Dor- Dorsey hasn't. Yeah, they got Kincaid, and he looks like he looks like a viable addition to if you have you have him and Gabe and Diggs, you have decent you have decent enough pieces around that. Decent enough, yeah. You know, running backs, offensive line, obviously Josh Allen. Like you should be able to make this offense work without him yeah. doing like having to do stupid shit like that. So okay, well, know, let's we'll get see, into we'll the week's card. I mentioned this today in the newsletter too with uh week two, you know, overreaction week, whatever you want to call it. But even even in this spot, week two, week three, and we, we even run into this way down the road when we get you know, you have teams like this every year, Drew, where it's like, I don't think anybody can give, you know, give me a, a decent enough, you know, picture of what I can expect from this team week in and week out. It's even harder at the beginning of the season, but there's just a few games where the matchups are goofy. Um, the matchups last week were goofy, or in the Eagles' case, the game state was weird. I don't think I have a good enough picture of what this team is. I don't know if my power ratings on these teams are uh, even fair or decent because of some weird game state or in-game you know, uh, kind of situations. And like Eagles, Eagles, Vikes, and Niners, Rams, those are a couple team games where it's like, 
I'm showing some value, but I don't think I'm going to be betting either of these games. This total has ticked up, but the, exacerbating all that is the entries. Uh, Bradbury is ruled out. That was kind of an issue. Obviously, Kirk gets all week to practice snaps and exchanges with the backup center now. Both so, Bradberries yeah. are out, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Bradbury. <laughs> James Bradbury for the Eagles is out as well. But yes, the center, uh, Brad, Brad Garrett Bradbury. My, yeah, my my mind was doing somersaults. Like what? What snaps? Yeah. Garrett. Oh Bradbury, yeah, fuck. There's two. There's two of them. Center, but Christian Darisaw also I think was limited today, uh, or maybe even out. I'm gonna have to check all the practice reports. I worry a little more about practice reports once we get to Thursday, and Friday, Wednesdays are. Not super indicative, but obviously, in the, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. This is a Thursday night game, so I think we have to rule people in or out pretty soon here. Or yeah, do do that I, in the morning. I don't know. There's a lot of questions. I'm sure. Either way, Nicole, um, Nicole Dean, Nicole Dean is ruled out. That's a big piece of that defense. And then yeah. again, speaking to the Vikings game, we had a team that probably should have won the game if it weren't for three turnovers. We had an Eagles team that. Came out rare and snorting, scored a couple of goofy <laughs> touchdowns. And then that offense didn't look that good. And you have to ask yourself, like, do I react to that? Or do I say, I've always believed this Patriots defense was going to be good this year. That might be one of the toughest defenses the Eagles face all year. The fact that they were able to add to their lead a little bit, hold on, means something. So I, I'm not super sure what we're doing. This Vikings money has pushed this under seven. I respect Oof. that, but it's still yeah. uh it's because it, it takes it takes money to do that. We crossed a yeah, of course. super key number. It's a road game, it's cousins in primetime, whatever, but it is another, it's only the second ever head coaching spot for Kevin O'Connell on a Thursday night football short week like this, early in the season against one of the better teams. So I struggled to trust him at like six and a half. If if I miss the Vikings number and I want it, I'm not sure I'm taking it at Six no. and a half. I'd I'd wanna I'd wanna just kind of pass on this. And same yeah. thing with the total. The total is sketchy too because if the Eagles offense truly can't get right against a, a Vikings defense, it's pretty devoid of talent. And you kind of know what you're gonna get with Brian Flores. There was a lot of good dis- disguising the blitzes, but you know there's gonna be a lot of pressure, and you just have to work on your quick game and you know run it run when the boxes are light even if it's you know, run out of passing formations when the boxes are light hit your quick stuff and you'll move up and down the field on this defense if they can't get that right we gotta have a serious conversation about the eagles after after this week i suppose no i i completely agree with all that um eagles offensive regression is not something i had on my bingo card um i thought this unit was going to absolutely just skull fuck teams um yeah but uh and and they should to this Vikings defense. But if they don't, I don't know that I'm ready to really hit any alarm because it's a short week, like you mentioned. Uh, Thursday night football is early in the season is generally death to an over, um, and the reasons are pretty straightforward. These guys are beat up, number one, from a short turnaround. They're not in, like, uh, you know, they're conditioning some. There's definitely some conditioning questions swirling, and there's absolutely uh, offensive kind of creativity and wrinkles that you're not going to get installed in this week, right? So if you saw something on tape about the Vikings last week that you want to get into the game plan this week, you're too late uh, and vice versa. So um, the market is saying that the Vikings should be inside a touchdown. I agree with that, but I didn't play it. The market is saying this total should be higher. I agree with that. I didn't play it. And most of that is because this is a Thursday night wonky football game. Funny uh, kind of little note. Um, the Eagles, um, 
transitive property here over the Bucks. <laughs> seven. This was a seven and a half at one point. That game yeah. was seven at one point. I know there's home field involved in all this, but um, you know that's just kind of funny that implying that that gap exists from the Eagles over any team in the NFL, let alone the Bucks. Um, but the um, uh, the primetime Kirk Cousins is not a factor, I don't think, in this game at all. Um, but you know it is is primetime uh, link. Um, going and playing in primetime in Philly is tough. Uh, it is. It's, it's the crowd noise. It's a good, is it's a good home crowd. I mean, it's they're terrible people. That's a that's a good reason to pack on, pass on the Vikings. A good reason to bet on the Vikings if you want one is that Jordan Addison looks like the real deal. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, uh, K.J. Osborne, the secondary receivers for the uh, Vikings are going to have an amazing matchup in this contest. It's going up against CB two three safety uh, for the Eagles with Bradbury out because really the Eagles secondary right now is Slay and a bunch of guys. Um, and so if the Vikings don't score, that's more of like a red flag for them, I think. If, if um, the Vikings don't score, I really think it's because of the, the injuries up front. Line. And there's just, yeah. there's just too much pressure. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'd like to see more. Addison didn't get like wide receiver two snaps. Uh, Osborne still was like 50-some 50, yeah. 50 to his 20-some. So yeah. I'd like to see more Addison. I'd like to see more tight end. And yeah, Brinson brings up the, you know, the Baker Mayfield talking about the defense was tipping their plays for several different kind of takes on that uh really? slaughter kyle slaughter chimed in and said basically slaughterhouse like, the slaughterhouse he tweeted something like this happens almost every game where you know a bunch of their calls it's still like they st- those calls are one thing they still can they still have multiple moves out of the calls and you know they, I, th- I think that's kind of the take he was going for and the other thing is if he knew exactly what the defense was going to do because of the calls, that's that's all he could muster. I'm worried. I'm worried about the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear that as someone who played a Bucks over, which we'll get to later. Let's keep moving. Okay. Yeah, I I, I did not play that game. All right. I did play this one, and I feel absolutely terrible about it because for the second week in a row, my uh, matchbook play of the week is getting dunked on by the market. Um, this peaked Chargers minus 125. It's down to Chargers one, minus 105. That may not seem like a, a, a meaningful move. That's non-trivial. Um, this has the whiffs of trying to go to two and a half, which really, really tough for me to wrap my head around because all everything I saw from the Titans offense was a lifeless unit that isn't going to be able to pass pro, that isn't going to be able to get separation anywhere close to what we saw. Like This is like the exact polar opposite of what the Dolphins brought to town uh, one week ago in terms of just speed, skill, everything, talent, you name it, quarterback. Uh, and yet people seem to be pretty convinced uh, that the Titans are going to be able to go score for score here with the Chargers. I know you kind of feel this way about the Chargers and their plan of attack against the Dolphins and being a little bit surprised about the short you know, depth of target and about the degree of running, you know, the lack of kind of uh, early down passing and wow, more of the same. Is this just a Herbert thing now? It might be, but I feel like that was actually exactly what I would have hoped Kellen Moore would have come up with to attack a Vic Fangio defense. Like he was kind of hitting them where you, where you want to try to hit them. I don't think you want to go strength on strength or at least strength into teeth uh, of what they're trying to do defensively. And uh, I would hope that, it's pretty obvious to Kellen Moore how to attack this Titans um, defense. I think the offensive line for the Chargers was pretty solid um, and just in general is a good unit and I think can provide a decent kind of matchup for the strength of the Titans defense, which is their D line. Um, And so I can see the Chargers scoring 30 here and I can see the Titans really, really having a tough time 
um, because I think they're not very good offensively. Does that, any of that make sense? And did you play this? Oh, you played the over in this, right? I did play this over. It's bounced up a little. It keeps coming back. I make this like 47 still. The injuries are, I think, what's hampering this. Um, don't be And don't be fooled by the, the designation. If you read a little blurb, it says, Austin Eckler, just for personal reasons today, he still does have an ankle injury that kept him out of practice the other day. His agent died. died yeah, I think he wasn't even 40. Yeah. Yeah, RIP, that was uh, rough. Uh, something Weiss, Weiss was his last name, but so he he just took the day off to go attend that funeral. He still does have that ankle injury. There's still a, a you know an inkling he might miss this. His backup but, was real live though. Yeah, it's it's still. I think they have three good receivers. Like you said, we have we have the the scheme in place for his backup to be fine i think we have a good enough you know scheme quarterback and just a really plus matchup fulton hit the injury report amani hooker and they had injuries to the secondary already um this is going to be an easier offensive line to attack for this pass rush for the chargers i like the chargers as a side it's a it's tough to take them on the road here i think at a at a you know, a three or whatever we're at right now. But man, I did bet this. I did bet this. The cheap over. three. I, I really was kind of unimpressed with what the Chargers did, especially when they were trying to hold a lead. I get that it's not Tua, Hill, and Waddle, but it's not as if the Titans have nothing. I know that they had a couple guys hit the injury report. I think uh, uh, Nuke was missing or limited some practice today. We'll have to kind of keep up. I, I mean, I'm locked in on yeah. this. I already bet it. Yeah. Kind of, kind of monitored. There's a ton of injuries in this one as we're riding. Uh, How many points but, do you need from the Titans? How many field goals? Five? 17. Six? You give me 17 <laughs> points, I think we're over. Okay. I don't think you're getting 17 field goals. Um, no. But, I, you know, five field goals might get me get me there. Um, 31, 15. Their, yeah, they bring their AI fans or whatever. <laughs> Fucking robot fans. Weird. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not so sure I want to make it the secret team total pod play because i'm less confident now that we have these injuries to you know uh, eckler and gosh yeah. still just I, still you just know, attackable secondary and, and it's funny like yeah, you sure. said last week it's it's not like you're oh this is a vic fangio style defense it's vic fangio like it was kind of what yeah. You, yeah it's kind of yeah. what you need to do i'm surprised they didn't you know a little bit here and there with the missing jalen ramsey you could have attacked a little but at the same yeah. time, they, they looked good doing what they were doing. They just yeah, here, needed to close. Here's one other real closing closing thought here. Um, yeah. The secondary for the uh, – the problem for the Chargers defense last week was the secondary. They got embarrassed. Yep. Right. The pass rush also was nowhere to be seen, um, which is question, you know, which is a little bit of a what the hell against that uh, offensive line. Although I give Mike McDaniel a decent amount of credit for scheming up ways to pro, pass pro that were kind of unique. I thought like, so, like just general, like he, like there was no interior pass pro, which I think would have stymied to And we'll get to that when we get to uh, dolphins, dolphins, Patriots, I think. Um, but uh, you know, the pass pro the pass rush was non-existent. The defense, the pass defense got exposed. They were up against hot, nasty speed. You know, who does not have hot, nasty speed, the Titans. Yeah. Um, I worry a little bit about your over because I think the Titans might be in like the team in the teens here. Um, but I also think the Chargers could get into the thirties. So uh, I just hope we don't see like a Niners Steelers type of underbuster. Yeah, I, yeah. I think and you know the the advantage to getting some second half points is just what we saw from, you know, 
trying to close games out, trying to play with the lead. And granted, it was it was Miami, and that offense is going to be a lot more electric than what Tannehill brings to to the Titans this year. But at the same time, just closing out the game, trying to milk clock, trying to extend drives with the lead late, it wasn't it wasn't as successful as you're going to need to be. Obviously, they scored like 35 points and lost the game. So, yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully the Titans are even if they're not successful when the game is you know in the balance, maybe they can be successful in the second half. And yeah, I was, I wasn't Chargers impressed. Oh, yeah. I wasn't yeah. impressed with the Chargers secondary. Both of these yeah. secondaries might yeah. just get the shit beat out of them. Yeah. One of these two teams is going on too, and their season's over. Uh, except if it's Chargers and it's not. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's keep going. You want to set this one up? Or Packers? Oh, Packers, Packers, Falcons. Falcons. Packers, Falcons. So Packers look good, but there might be an asterisk after this week where it's like, Oh, the Bears were just that bad. There's I'm I'm I hate to take my time here to talk about the Bears, but there's been nothing good coming out of that city. <laughs> like Claypool is going to be sad. He looked like he just gave zero effort. The play calling was very flat. They didn't use any of the strengths that they have. They decided to just hey, we're gonna throw a million screen passes uh against I don't know, fast enough linebackers who are just not gonna and not only that, just don't catch half of them. Um, your bet, your best running back. He was reserved for garbage time. Apparently, he looked like he had some life. And outside of some Justin Fields scrambles, like uh, the offense looked pretty rough at times. Uh, Love wasn't great. Love missed some open throws. Love missed a bunch of throws. Honestly, he hit enough that uh, they were able to build that lead, and the Bears made enough mistakes that they made the scoreboard look pretty good. But um, I don't think the Packers are all that great. I didn't give them any sort of upgrade for that win. Uh, whereas the Falcons, again, maybe the maybe the opponent had something to do with it, playing a rookie quarterback without his top wide receiver. But that defense did look pretty good at times, just like scheme, um, whatever you want to call it, just maintaining, contain, yeah, uh, yeah. just getting getting to the ball. Like they they just what's what's the word for it? Just like competent they did a, yeah, the they, for a you while. know what they did a i i've tried to figure out and put my finger on it they were absolutely competent i bet they, they, had, I bet they, if they, they, PFF, they were just like they got a good just, tackling grade yeah they were just professionals out there yeah, and uh, competent and uh you know what they kind of did is a pretty decent bend don't break uh type of style like really like they buckled down when it mattered and shut the pack shut the uh shut the panthers down in the red zone slammed the door on fourth down um, and I think that's because they invested in a ton of vets. Like the, the upgrades in the secondary, game. yeah, the, the coverage was very good. And again, yeah. you weren't you weren't covering any true wide receiver one, but the coverage was good. The pass rushers there. That's kind of the key. Just get a couple pass rushers that work. At least one competent corner. Mm. Uh, you know, a nickel corner. Who yeah, got a top three, top three safety in the game. Yeah. Yeah, and he he paid immediate dividends. Yeah, good job, yeah. Jesse Bates. Um, yeah, yeah the, the Falcons. Were, I, if you if you made me play this one right now, and yes, I played the Packers last week, and part of that was I think uh, I was a little disagreement on both sides, Packers and Bears, where the market had them. Just kind of using again what I thought. Yeah. You go in, predict it. You go look at what the the markets opened up at and what the implied was. I was a little higher on the Packers, a little lower on the Bears. I'm fine where I'm at on the Packers, but I probably did need to upgrade the Falcons just a little, especially on the defensive side. Uh, the only thing that's keeping me off betting the Falcons just straight up at home here 
is like the game plan offensively and the fact that I think that Ritter might really suck. Like he is just, he does not work. Yeah. Super. All right. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Cause, cause I've been going back. They might I've been not going need back and be. forth. Yeah, I know. I've been going back and forth on how to attack this game. I'm almost certainly going to bet it. I have a strong opinion. That the Falcons are going to win, but I'm not getting a great price. It's the on only that, bet so. I can make on this is Falcons. Yeah. Money line. The factors that are interesting to me, well, the total is ticked down to 40 and a half. So I think that's my way in now. 41 points, I think, is doable. Um, I think the Packers can score, even if it's just garbage time points. Um, even though the Packers are dealing with injuries to a lot of their skill position group, um, this we could be, this could Jones be, yet. yeah, this could be the AJ Dillon, Luke Musgrave show out there with, uh, with Mr. Love. Um, it's also worth noting that the, uh, the Packers are on their second week in a row on the road, young team, not a lot of conditioning, not a, not a lot of familiarity with like, uh, you know, getting their bodies right, uh, on this type of spot. So, um, Packers could just like completely lay an egg. Um, the Falcons for what it's worth are, uh, also in my opinion, hand in glove, what they want to do offensively and the absolutely appropriate way to attack a Joe Woods defense. The Packers like to run nickel and dime. They like to have extra defensive backs on the field. Many of those defensive backs are poor tacklers. Uh, the Packers like to, um, you know, use light, you know, light boxes. The Packers like to give, you know, uh, take away your wide receiver one. The Falcons don't give a shit about throwing to their wide receiver one. The Falcons, <laughs> we don't even know. We're not even sure he's here. Who? Who? <laughs> Drake? Who? Um, the Drake. Uh, the uh, second year, second week in a row, the Drake's going to be a decoy. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really think that like that you're kind of. You're, if if I had a highest confidence opinion on this game, it's that the Falcons are going to get theirs. They're going to they're going to win time in possession. They're going to ultimately it may take until the second half, but they're ultimately going to break through with their uh, heavy personnel packages and their unique running scheme. Uh, and uh, best of luck to the uh, linebacker, off ball linebackers, safeties, and cornerbacks for the Packers in terms of tackling. Um, I don't really feel great about this matchup for the the you know like like the investment the. Falcons made in the D line paid dividends last week with a bunch of pressure. I don't know that that happens this week. So Jordan Love may have a decent amount of time to try to operate. Uh, I just don't know exactly who he's throwing to. Um, so this, this uh, I'm still going to play the over. I'm still going to play the over. Is Jair Alexander completely just wasted? That's funny. Yeah. Like, oh, we weren't going to yeah. throw it. Like, this guy's covering London all game. We were never going to throw it. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. I, I, I don't fully. I don't fully understand. And. There is a little bit of a dichotomy here as far as what we saw in the preseason. Like Arthur Smith just decided to barely play starters, even though we're kind of breaking in a new quarterback. I know there were some joint practices and scrimmages and whatnot, whereas Love did play eight or nine drives. He started every game of the preseason. And, I mean, a lot of teams won't play starters when they when they do a joint practice. And they still did a joint practice, or they still did a three drives for love after the Patriots joint practices. So he got a bunch of time in the preseason. Maybe that's why he's he looked halfway decent, even with all these young guys. That said, like there's there's almost no chance I don't tease the Falcons here. Okay, <laughs> like they're just, right. they're going to go in multiple teasers. If I don't yeah. bet this straight up, it'll be they'll be in multiple teasers. I got enough preseason Packers and enough preseason Falcons that I kind of don't care anything but a tie. <laughs> <laughs> really, truly. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't mind uh, Packers yeah. win a close one here, and I'd cash all the teasers. 
Yeah, oh, that'd be fun. All right, let's talk Indy uh, Houston. Um, you make the case here because you were first on the corner and you are ahead of market. Yeah, I did bet this. Uh, it opened like Colts, or excuse me, it opened Texans minus one, minus one and a half on some of the stone cold soft openers. And I don't know, bookmaker, you can expand it there. And just the money line was, you know, point or plus zero. You're able to bet it. And I, I don't remember exactly. I'd have to go look what I got, but I got a plus number on the Colts. I still think there's a case to be made if you get the Colts minus one. Uh, the Texans just didn't have. Mm really anything going offensively they're super i don't think they've really figured out exactly what they want to do with this wide receiving core damian pierce is fine i check what they have for the injuries here o-line yeah o-line is yeah i mean there, there's not there's good. o-line injuries um george fant did come back in the game um they had the safety injury and really like it's been good news this week i bet this early before the news but it's been good news for the Colts. The Anthony Richardson thing was a nothing burger. They said they would have played him if you know the game would have been in the balance at that point for those final two plays. Uh, Zach Moss played or practiced. That's mm-hmm. good because they were down quite a few running backs with JT still on the PUP. And then, uh, uh, oh, yeah, Evan Holt got hurt. So they absolutely need a running back. Otherwise, they're signing somebody, I suppose. But no, I, I, liked, I liked Richardson. He didn't look rattled. No, I don't ever want to compare what Anthony Richardson does to Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence, but especially rookie Trevor Lawrence, because I'm just not sure he had the right tutelage that year. But, you know, we, we always talk about that poise, that shit you can't mm-hmm. coach in. Yeah. He just didn't he just didn't look rattled. It's not that the other two guys, you know, in in CJ and Bryce. In, looked horrible, yeah, in but, fairness, they were on the road. They were on the road. It, it is hard to judge. It's hard to judge a guy, first NFL game, hostile environment like that. I mean, they played at big enough schools. You go play in the big house. You go play in some of these SEC environments like that. There's going to be more fans there than there are for some of these NFL games. But it's, it is tough. It's still a whole different league. I just – I did like – I liked his poise. I liked his running. I liked how they used him. He got his rushing touchdown. He threw for a touchdown. It was the best offensive output by any of the rookies. He, uh, I mean, he didn't get the third. T- that third touchdown was defensive, but he, he got him down there for two touchdown drives. It's an away game, but man, the Colts are a better team. The Colts, the Colts I, are I a have, better team. Yeah, no, I have them agree. like I have them like two and a half points better. Yeah, the Colts. The Colts are better, and uh, that's why I played them plus zero at plus one hundred. Uh, and, I, and then, you know, the classic plus zero, plus 100, which actually was, I think, what it opened. I didn't actually play there. I, I, I sold out to minus two and a half. I think the Colts can win this by a field goal. Um, I, th- I, I, didn't, I didn't have that available. It didn't but, let me go any farther than like minus a half or something. Yeah, yeah, I waited. I waited a little bit. But I'm, I bet I'm with you in solidarity. Let's go Colts. Better team. Um, you know, road, road field advantage is, is a thing now, apparently. I don't know what in the world happened with road teams. But boy, oh boy, did they absolutely crush in week one um i don't think i'm not really using that as an angle here but i do note that home field advantage has never been less important in the nfl um the only other point i want to bring up is i i think i was too tough on the colts defense in terms of rating them preseason they got some players Shaq leonard back matters like he's a player and deforest buckner he matters he's a player like those are two blue chippers right there. Like their secondary is a bunch of nobodies, but like there's some good guys on that squad. And uh, I think overall 
Uh, Shane Steichen is a coach that I like a lot. I, I think this is a, I think this is now a quasi Colts pod until further notice. It's it's going to be one of those where they win like four or five games, but we're still like positive about them after a lot of weeks. Like, hey, that was another yeah, nice right? performance. Like, yeah, this is one of those where Richardson can win Rookie of the Year with like four wins. I 100 percent think that's he, he fair. And uh, having like 800 yards rushing or something. I, I love it. He could have a Cam Newton season. Cam Newton went one six his rookie year. He ran for 14 touchdowns. That's kind of where I feel like we're headed. Yeah. Very similar. He has extra time. Um, yeah, him, him having like twelve plus rushing touchdowns is definitely in the cards. And yeah, like as Ada Hef's pointing out to the the front seven, like you just mentioned, I I'm not super psyched about the secondary in Indy, but the front seven is good, good yeah. enough. And yeah. you're facing this cluster injury up front for Houston. I think we can get the yeah. pass rush on. Yeah. And it is it's tough to take the rookie quarterback on the road, but I'll take it because I think he's the better rookie quarterback. Yeah. And he has a true wide receiver one. He did connect with Pittman a few times. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, Seattle, Detroit, and I'll set this one up a bit. Um, I blew it. I thought that the JV defense in Seattle, LA, LA was uh, the was the road defense, but it was the home defense for Seattle. Um, and they have now they now face a much tougher test because they're going up against an elite offensive line, uh, a bunch of weapons, a good scheme, a good offensive coordinator, extra time to prepare. Um, and for all of those reasons, this is one of those overreaction spots that you just have to walk away from. I think um, this look ahead was two and a half, three. Um, I don't know what your fare was preseason, Andy, but it's sure shit probably wasn't around six. Um, somebody out there is determined to take uh, the uh, the buy low spot here, the overreaction spot here on Seattle. Best of luck to them. Seattle has no offensive line. Um, Lucas and Cross, I'm not expecting to go. The interior no. stunk out loud. Um, now, the interior for the Detroit Lions cannot really generate pressure. There's no one there to write home about. But Aiden Hutchinson showed some signs of life, and he could be a problem here. Um, Geno Smith under pressure is not a good quarterback. I think we know this now. Um, and uh, for whatever reason, uh, there seems to be a weird vibe about the leadership and chemistry with this overall Seahawks team, uh, as evidenced by the way the team completely fell apart at the seams under the slightest of pressure at home in their opener against the Rams. So Seahawks, they're a bet against, um, but boy, oh boy, the market got to this correct adjustment fast, in my opinion. And if we try to buy low on Seattle, I'm going to need a healthy offensive line. I'm going to need better play from that interior offensive line. And we're going to need to see some kind of more innovative defensive scheme than what we saw last week against the Rams. Is that all fair? Yeah, I just I pulled up last week's power numbers. I would have made, uh, I would have made it like three and a half. Okay. Not quite three, three and a quarter. So then there's really no reason to take five and a half. Three, yeah, three. Well, I mean, I did, I did have to downgrade Seattle, basically, almost all for the defense. But then on top of that, you know, in a vacuum for the, for the injuries, like you're probably going to be out without both yes. starting tackles, which were the strengths. Your whole offensive line now is probably a minus. The you fact know, the quarterback yeah. who can't handle pressure it doesn't matter if it's it's some guys who haven't been as good as Aiden Hutchinson. Like some guys are getting in pressure, and it's it feels like uh, the underdog coming through in this one seems unlikely on the road. Um, yes, I don't this know who's the battle of this. teams that should have drafted Jalen Carter. I'm not sure who's pushing <laughs> plus six, um, but yeah, I, I have no appetite for either side in this. I did put a little bet on the over 46 and a half and over 47 
after okay. Rass just smacked it down. It was like 51. And I I have this like 48 and a half. So a smaller bet, but I did take a little bit of this over. I don't feel great about it. Just too okay, so out. in that case, you want to make it a full stake by uh, making or putting Lions team total over into uh, into the uh, consideration pile? Because, I, I mean, like I Seattle's, pa- Seattle's pass rush is absolutely toothless. And they and are the playing the zone zone scheme. I mean, literally, Goff and what Goff has did has done his entire career in a in a uh, uh, you know, and Ben Johnson is copying so much of Sean McVay's shit. Like this is literally a replay of that offense against what we know is a toothless defense. So, uh, Lions team total over can consideration yeah. for. And we didn't mention the Lions were extremely lucky. They played well enough. Extremely lucky to have receivers with you know hammers and bricks for hands well they overcame they sh- a six and a half point uh, or six what was the close six yeah i mean like they, they overcame were, a pretty big, consider- big they were a considerable dog but they probably should have lost that game i, I believe the cover was very warranted uh the uh, going into the fourth quarter it was probably 50 50 who's gonna win but that uh yeah i don't know i don't know jamal adams i don't i think witherspoon plays um, I'm not sure how much it matters with how they've built this team, especially up front. So, yeah, if it's like 26, 26 and a half, I think the Lions can get there. Yeah. And, uh, I'm putting it in the consideration pile. Seattle, yeah, today. Seattle, by the way, the real quick funny side plot, Seattle went out of their way to scoop uh, Devin Witherspoon oh, in, in front of the Lions, who desperately wanted him in the draft. Uh, and then the Lions promptly traded back and took Jameer Gibbs. So ne- either both teams had a swing at, uh, at Jalen Carter, who has already – tripled the next most pressures among rookies um and neither of these teams has any interior pressure so well done guys i mean ultimately if jalen carter's in you know in in jail in a year with the with the guy from longwood gardens who you know is committing murders then i guess we can revisit this take but as of this second uh this is the uh the head-to-head of teams that should draft a jalen carter yeah moving on uh, so t- I, I went to war with Baker last week. Uh, the offense maybe is taking some steps forward. They have two good receivers. They just have to use them a little more. Baker looked good, uh, in the second half. He looked good moving the ball. Good enough. You should look better against that defense. I know they brought a lot of pressure and, uh, Tampa was maybe at a disadvantage, even though I'm sa- I've been saying it all year, the Minnesota Vikings defense as a whole will not have a good year. But if there's anyone who's going to have a disadvantage, it's the teams who have to play them first who don't know exactly. Like, you can go watch what Flores did in other spots. You don't know exactly where you're going to get with this Flores defense off the bat. New DC, new scheme, a lot of shitty players. Who knows? They ended up getting blitzed the most of anybody in the league last week. Baker did an okay job. They got the win. A lot of it was predicated on some turnovers that were caused by, you know, having a backup center and honestly just Kirk throwing a really dumb pass. Like that was such a backbreaker. If you were a Minnesota Vikings fan or backer, it's just like a red zone interceptions that you don't need to throw, especially with as open as JJ was getting at certain points, like just a dumb pass. So they won a game. Maybe they shouldn't have. I, I don't, I don't know if I can downgrade him though. Like I, I kind of had him in a spot where it's just six was too much. I don't consider Minnesota's defense good enough to buoy them up with that offense. And then the Bears, I don't know what you want to say. Like there's people that are betting the Bears. I know some of them, I respect some of them, but boy, I'm 
I'm just not hearing any good things from this uh, <laughs> from this from Hallis Hall. They can't seem to figure out this offense. Like it's not a great matchup because they don't have JJ. They don't have Jefferson. They don't have somebody who's gonna just destroy those DJ Moore. <laughs> they threw to him twice though. That's what I'm no, saying. No, I know, but it's because Jay Alexander took him off the map. The rubric rubric for betting bears is do you have a CB1 that can erase DJ Moore? If so, bears will score, will will underwhelm. That's my general. That's what I wanted to hear. I I wanted to hear what your your thought process was because I I get it. They don't have a big DJ Morgan. Yeah, big DJ Morgan coming. For for those who are on the bears, that's what they think. Yeah. If yeah, if, if DJ Moore has more than two targets, well, he fucking better have more than two targets. <laughs> he has like eight, eight, nine targets. Andy, you, you want some? You want you want to feel better about this? So I've heard no, like, that the Bears the art. The, no, I don't really know. Andy's um, I Alexander. No, plus they play they play a style. They don't they don't they're not. Uh, they don't shadow. Yeah, they'll, they'll keep um, them on the same side. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's my guess. Um, the uh, I have heard though the Bears are going to take the analytics cylinder to Tampa, so they got that going for them. <laughs> um, no, but uh, in in more seriousness, like some of the Bears fucking up last week felt like they were wearing the weight of the pressure of the entire city and the entire summer, expecting them to go out and just beat the Packers in Week One, and they stubbed their toe a couple times, and it was like it all went to shit real quick. Uh, this is a little bit of a hard reset now on the road. Uh, and then the flip side is the Buccaneers. You know, I think there were some questions that you kind of already raised. How did how come we only got twenty? <laughs> like, shouldn't we uh, shouldn't we have done a little better there, champs? Um, the um, weirdly enough, my conclusions of two offenses that I think underachieved a little bit is that this total is probably a little too low. Um, the Buccaneers still do have blue chip wide receivers, and the Bears still have a JV defense. Uh, Bears, again, generating no pressure, so you're not really talking about Baker Mayfield running for his life. Um, Baker Mayfield can make plays, can make passes, can do some stuff out of structure, uh, as you evidenced last week. Um, and I would expect that uh, the Buccaneers can score an answer if the Bears offense has life in this one. I do also like, in general, um, that Fields matchups matches up pretty well, I think, uh, getting away from the strength of the Buccaneers defense, which is the interior D-line. Um, if you're getting, if you're booting fields, if you're getting him, you know, on the move, um, which I would hope they do. And you're targeting DJ Moore, which I hope they do. Uh, then I think you could probably see the bears maybe even playing with a positive game state at times here. Um, and honestly, if they've kind of come to the conclusion that they need to have clay Claypool on the sidelines, that's a positive for this offense. Uh, if they come to the conclusion that they need to utilize Cole commit more effectively, that's a positive for this offense. Like, I think there are a lot of positive takeaways they can bring in in just one week. They can learn a lot of lessons. Uh, and I think this is a better matchup for their offense in terms of just the, 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 um, you know, the, the personnel that the Buccaneers are bringing here and, I'm not saying go go bet the Bears. I just think that uh, this total can get into the mid 40s. If you got a three, I can live with it. But yeah, at the current two and a half. Oh yeah, it, Pat, it's probably Bucks or nothing because the the team that blitzed the second most last week was the Buccaneers. Sure. The pressure they're going to bring plus the linebackers they have against Fields and kind of a broken offensive game plan that it, I mean just way too many little slip screens and little outlet passes and little bubble screens and shit like that that it's just not going to fly versus these linebackers if they don't make some concerted effort to push the ball downfield to DJ Moore the mm-hmm. Bears are going to get 
fucking waxed in this one yeah, because right. their their defense looked bad against a quarterback who's really never played with wide receiver one Romeo Dubs. I'm not yeah. saying Baker Mayfield's a god, but he has yeah. two legitimate wide receivers. Like if they yeah. can't get this offense going, it's it could get ugly. And yeah, like I, My, that's where yeah, that's right. I'd, I'd almost make a case like if you like the Bears, I don't just take them straight up because Dude, they might not they, only, they, yeah. either, they either win this game or lose by volume. It does feel yeah. like I, I and I can go even a step further, Andy. If you like the Bears and you missed out on the best of the price, bet the over. Like if you yeah. like the Bears, you're not expecting that the Bears defense shows defense up and keep. Key. It's very yeah, it's very correlated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Bears, Bears score, they cover, they may win, they then this goes <clears> over. So um, anyway, I talked myself into the over just because I was staring at the idea of Godwin and Evans against this secondary, and I was like, "Fuck, man, they're gonna score." I, I think score that's too. a, I think that's a nice little correlated parlay too. If you like the Bears, it's probably Bears plus the over. Bears yeah. money line in the over, something like that. Garbage time. Justin Fields. Takes also, hey, over you know what plate. else? You know what else we could get, Andy? Uh, Baker Mayfield was uh, turnover free in Week One. Uh, I think he's ready to. Many, he's ready to get. Yeah, he's ready. To, <laughs> he's ready to give a couple back. Yeah, he let's needs say to, he regression to the seventeen mean, games. Right? Yeah, regression. Uh, to what's the your mean. over under on turnover free games by Baker Mayfield? Four. Four and a half. Yeah, Four and a half. Yeah. Not much. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going. Didn't play Vegas Bills because I don't know who the Bills are, and I don't. Uh, I don't. I guess. I guess I'm. Gonna, I, I don't have any opinion on this game handicap market. If I was forced to play anything, I would consider an over, just because I think one of the major takeaways of Bills Jets. And by the way, this is now a short week for this team. Uh, the defense didn't look as good as I expected. I thought this was a top top five unit on paper in terms of personnel. It ain't. Um, and maybe it's because some of the parts in, in creating, you know, beautiful magic, but, uh, they were healthy and they got, they just didn't look as good as I expected at all. And, uh, the Raiders have, uh, a, a Jacoby Myers problem. Uh, you know, maybe that's enough of a reason to not play the over. Of of all the people who got like after the game, this guy is going to get looked at for concussions. His was obviously the worst. Like he got really, really stung. And I don't think, you know, I don't think he's played. Devontae Adams mispracticed today. Yeah. Uh, there, there's not a lot of good reasons to take all these points on the road with a team that's, is clearly, you know, out of anybody's, anybody who does power rankings, power ratings, still probably has this team in their top five. It's, it's, you know, they have the pieces, they have the offense, they have the defense, they have the coaching staff, the pedigree to be a, a top team in the league. If you're going to go in on the road, East Coast game early for a West Coast team. Second week in missing, a row for the, second, for the Raiders. Second week, yeah, yeah, second week in the road off an altitude game, missing a wide receiver too. I mean, you'd have to give me 11, 12 points, I think. Just, it's not that, it's not that been, it, it wasn't that good of a product last week. Um, and uh, I don't think Chandler Jones, like, we didn't get resolution on that situation at all no. either. I think Did he's you, uh, locked out of the facility. Yeah, no, they, def- the Raiders defense should get beat up here, but uh, I didn't play it because I worry that McDermott's reaction to Monday night game is going to be to try to rein in Allen. And if Allen was feeling good, Lucy Goosey, he's scoring 40 against the Raiders, and I'm loving it over here. But I, I just – I have back of my head a little bit of worry about how – you know, what they try to do to keep Allen from being his own worst enemy in this game. And this um, is the, the – you don't get this one very often, but this is a math teaser. Uh, Seven-point teaser if you can get minus 130 
is usable on nine and a halfs. Well, wow. you just don't see nine and a halfs. And usually there's nothing to pair it with. Whereas like the six and a half point teaser, you can do it with nines and ones um, and get over the seven with the, the six and a half point teaser at minus 120. But I mean, if you want to throw this in a teaser just because you, you like to have tease it with uh, Houston, te- tease, tease it with Houston plus one. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if you're supposed to do it on a plus one. I have to go back and look at the book. I plus guess. one plus seven takes you across <clears> three and seven. Yeah. Sure. Minus one thirty or better. Seven point teasers. They're in vogue. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of appetite to bet this game. I want to see the Bills go out there, run a competent offense. So we have another. I want to have a good team. Otherwise, like Jesus, what's Miami's? Uh, what's if, if if they look like even if they win this game, they look like shit winning this game, and Miami gets it done again. What's the price in that in the AFC East? Let's put a pin in that and revisit it when we get to Sunday Night Football because we carry on. You carry on, and real quick, I do got to tell you guys about our friends at Ticketmaster. You know, because that's uh, it's it's getting there. It's uh, it's week two. Maybe your uh, maybe your team's zero and one, and maybe the tickets got a little cheaper. You go figure it out over there at our friends at Ticketmaster. Prices are dropping. If you want to go to a Giants Vikings, I can name a lot of zero and one teams. I can name sixteen of them. So yeah. Ticketmaster's got you covered for those. The official marketplace, the NFL, the seat map gives you the three hundred and sixty degree view, so you don't sit behind a goddamn post or something along those lines. (laughs) Nobody wants the obstructed views. And if you screwed up and you accidentally were supposed to go apple picking with the fiance that weekend, you have the flexibility to sell or even just transfer your tickets. Give them to a friend. So Mm. you get the mobile tickets, ticketmaster.com slash NFL makes getting in a breeze, guys. And we will transition to the second half of the slate now. Be prepared. This is, this is for, the big TV, uh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, big TV. This is the one and, big uh, TV. And this is a one-way market, Andy. Um, this open. This was two and a half, right? At one point, Sunday was it the opener? Two and a half got bet to three for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, three is now three and a half. Um, I think the first sincere move was Chris Jones' confirmation that he was going to be available, combined with the fact that you know Brandon Scherf probably not going, and you got a little bit of a cluster injury going on with the uh, uh, Zo line. Um, and uh, also reports that Travis Kelsey was practicing. I'm going to be – that would just be a little – Did you see con- the video yeah, today, Drew? I know no. you were kind of out of pocket. So there's no, a video I didn't. From, Tell me about there's it. There's a video from practice where we he got jumps a Zap- up. We got a Zabruder film. So he jumps up and like does the bump shoulders with another guy, like celebration jump, and lands on that leg, and he looks fine. Oh, okay. so that it, so it's a bone bruise though. Like using it, jumping on it's one thing. Getting hit on that bruise could be a whole different story during the game. Who knows if he, you know, <laughs> it, it comes to pain tolerance at that point. But uh, it seemed like the the video seemed like he was fine. Yeah, he's got that. Uh, he's feeling twenty two. He's looking okay. good. He's out there. He's gonna play. He's gonna play. Um, and then yeah, the Chris Jones thing. Which quick aside, what a fucking horrible agent. Like that yeah, basically just like traded in his game check for incentives for the same amount of money. Now I, he has to I got, get yeah. defensive player of the year to make that money back. Have fun. Yeah, I I uh, I got a weird brewing take on Chris Jones. I want to see what his average level looks like in this game. And maybe we'll talk about it on Sunday or whenever we, we talk again. Um, the uh, two people the, at the same time said he'll shake it off. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, I get, I mean, I haven't heard anyone make a case for the Jags in this game. I get why. Uh, people don't believe in this defense. People remember the Chiefs running them off the field when Mahomes was healthy in uh, the last game. Um, I think this is still, you know, this, the Jaguars have more in the tank offensively than we saw against the Colts. Like a full, like a, uh, you know, a full Doug Peterson game plan is something I'm excited to see uh, deployed here. And I think if you can score into the 30s, then you have a chance to hang with Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, I'm not like making a strong case here for the Jaguars in any way, shape or form other than to say, if they actually win this game, uh, considering the fact that everyone else who matters in the AFC is already lost, considering that, uh, the rest of the AFC South looks like winnable games for the Jags. Uh, I'm going to be pretty insufferable for the rest of the season. Just, just Duval Homer, uh, week in, week out, uh, Trevor Lawrence, MVP, uh, Jags one seed, like you name it, everything positive Jags, I'm going to be uh, very, very excited about if they can get this win. So this is a big high leverage emotional spot uh, for me for the week, uh, for the season, really. Uh, and, um, you know, I don't have I'm, I don't have a ton of tangible reasons to believe the Jags can win this game. Um, but crazier things have happened with Chiefs games in the last week and a half. So (laughs) it's recently and it's crazy. I, my numbers right now, and I did not make really strong adjustments for either, you know, you get a little bit of bump for getting Kelsey and uh, just being healthy Two of two out of the three best players are back. Um, Wasn't super keen on some things I saw for the Jacksonville defense, but I already had them kind of low. I ended up looking at that. Didn't end up downgrading them. I make this 3.6. Yeah, and uh, Patrick beat me to the bad blood joke. Yeah, they have this is a brewing. This is maybe another brewing uh, rivalry. This is going to be fun for a few years. So shake um, it off. Could be some weather. Well done, guys. Well played. Well played. Um, Yeah, I I don't. I don't have a strong take on either side. I just hope that. Look, man, I just hope that karma doesn't bite Travis Kelsey the way it bit Aaron Rodgers. Uh, And you know, because because I don't want a season without the Chiefs being a factor. Like I really don't. Um, but he's being he's being a, a little risky, uh, you know, taking taking on, uh, um, you know, taking on fully. contact this. Yeah, go ahead. just fully, fully, fully mashing him in there. So I mean, yeah. I want to see I don't want to bet on this game. If I did okay. bet on this game for fun, I would just bet it over because I want to see both. I want to see Ridley and Kelsey just go back and forth like pinballs. I want to see. I want to see good quarterback play. I want to see the Chiefs' offense back to where we had it at. So, um, let's move on to another offense that actually both of these offenses disappointed. I tell you what, the Bengals didn't look, or excuse me, the the Ravens didn't look all that good. No, like I, that's not a game I watched right away. I didn't have that on any of my TVs. Didn't have it on a. Didn't even you know really watch the score bug. But I went back and watched some of that. It wasn't great. Like it was just like, oh, you're you just kind of beat him by attrition. Like you're just a lot better team. Like that's what we saw from the Bengals. Or excuse me, the Ravens' offense. It's not going to fly versus good teams. And at the same time, I wonder where this Bengals' defense is because it's not like the Browns' offense was wowing anybody, and they still, when you know, were able to somehow cobble together what twenty four points. This is a weird, weird matchup, too, and this has a ton of injuries. And I don't know. There's still some people that are 
pretty convinced that Burrow is not 100% healthy, and it wasn't just rust. Uh, obviously, we have a new starting running back for the for the Ravens now, it's like, like Melvin Gordon coming up. Uh, I don't know what's the Humphrey status. Not expecting. I don't think. Not, I don't I, think. I don't, I don't think he was back in. And then uh, injuries on the offensive line for the Ravens too. So yeah. this is one where you're you're paying a premium on the road in a divisional game for a, a team that just scored three points with a quarterback that might not be 100 percent healthy. I could do nothing but an under here, and Ooh. I, make, I make when I make this total. That's the thing. I make this total like forty-seven. I'm not speaking. That doesn't. Well, that doesn't make sense. But it, in my mind, I just were so unimpressed with both offenses that yeah, I, I think my number is wrong. I like the linebacking core for the uh, for the Bengals to neutralize the only thing the Ravens really got going. I like the pass rush for the Bengals to get home with a cluster injury for the Ravens. I like the uh, wide receivers to be able to create separation with the cluster injury for the Ravens' defensive backfield. So I like the Bengals. Um, I'll be watching every single drop back by Joe Burrow to see if there's anything there with his mechanics, with his calf injury in terms of limiting his ability to deliver accurate balls because that's kind of all he's got in his toolbox. But um, I think this is a decent opportunity to take advantage of a really beaten up team. Uh, and three and a half isn't, uh, doesn't scare me away from, from back in Cincy in this one. So Cincy for me, under for you, I think, we, I think we're kind of in, you know, we're, we're in a similar headspace here. Um, and uh I don't yeah. know. Any interest? It's, another, it's any, another one I want to watch. You got any? I guess considering how effed up all the rest of the AFC North is, do you have any interest in Bengals plus two fifty to win the North? I thought about it. I still, I'd worried that I place that and like Burrow just isn't right. It comes out and he ends up missing. Achilles time. gone. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. like that—that that calf is weakened as Achilles. And yeah, all of a sudden, we're, I don't even know the back of the truck. Man, we moved or... off KC Jacksonville too soon. I've thought of like ten other t- Taylors with uh, puns. So I know I, we'll I, save them for you know what you know what we'll save it for next week. I have a I have an eleven year old, so I know plenty of songs. Um, I guess what I, this is one where even if I don't have any bets, I watch a lot of this game. I think, uh, and Zay Flowers. When I was going through rookie snaps and targets and routes run, quickly becomes like uh, you know I, I expected Addison to be the the rookie receiver that had a lot of targets and or excuse me a lot of snaps compared to you know the other guys whereas he was kind of behind Osborne Flowers yeah. was out there a ton. Oh yeah, he's wide receiver. Number he's one like it's, that, not, it's yeah. not just it's not just like oh he passed Bateman like he might be number one. Until Andrews is back, then yeah, right. Well, it's still, right. still the Mark Andrews show, but yeah, he has a legitimate chance if he starts getting in the end zone, eight, ten touchdowns. He has a chance to get in that conversation. That was one of my uh, early tickets. So, um, and, and yes, not only that, but when I went back and watched, like he looks good. He looks very shifty, just like he did in the preseason when he put, uh, oh, who's the rookie corner for Washington on his on his ass? Sam would know this. Uh, Forbes. Forbes, yeah. Like he just yeah. he is very, very shifty. I like him quite a bit. So yeah. I'll be cheering for Zay Flowers and we'll okay. move on to Giants Arizona here. Another I, team uh, that I've seen a lot of yeah. action on. I uh, I laid some alt spread giants here. Um I don't really have a handicap. Uh, this is gonna be forty to nothing giants. Yeah. I don't I don't know if Andrews is back. I'm still kinda waiting on confirmation on that. I'm I think I'm, Andrews I'm, probably goes. I'm like sixty forty he's back. 
but I don't we'll think he gets a, a full compliment. I don't, I don't think he gets a full compliment of snaps. And I'll be honest with you, I never really understood how he was hurt in the first place. <laughs> like that was a weird kind of oh oh huh. Hmm? That was so a little is, weird. And speaking of hurt tight ends, this is a this is a oh my god! Did you see that? They, the Cardinals didn't even get a logo. Oh, they get the shower. <laughs> <fart>. <laughs> is, somebody had to point that out to me. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I this was when I when I talked before week one I said there's a case the Cardinals are like nine points worse than a, a neutral average team. Yeah. There's a decent case that even though teams and players don't tank, that they just may have so little talent on this roster, and you're bringing in Dobbs to kind of play cold. It might go so poorly. They covered last week. I didn't uh, think I didn't bet that game outside of a teaser that got there, but. The only concern for the Giants is the Waller injury because it was tough with the game state, the defense they faced, the coverage they faced, but the wide receivers did not look good. None of them looked good. None of them were getting like good separation. And when, you know, half the time when they were down the field, Jones was on his back anyway. So it's kind of hard to tell. Waller's a stud. They need him 100% healthy. This. This hamstring thing they're saying they're saying it's more nerve than muscle which makes me cooper, super cooper nervous. cuppy yeah it's cuppy. Like the cooper cup thing all of a sudden you know, waller's in minnesota i'm trying to find him uh, <laughs> that's maybe more of a long-term problem for the giants <laughs> although if they lose this game somehow because waller's out and they look like shit again then uh, the long-term problem is finding like who are they going to draft third overall here yeah, this has it, whiffs of you remember it was such a, it was such a bad game state. Like the Giants are yeah. not that bad of a team. It's no, so hard to bad. it's so hard to judge yeah. that team from that game. The Giants are going to get throttled by the good teams, and they're going to beat the shit out of the bad teams. I think that's who they are. That's fair. Uh, and I think uh, you know what this game reminds me of. You remember when the Giants um, just absolutely eviscerated the Colts at the end of last year, and it was such a bad, it was such a, a compelling beating that it won Brian Dable Coach of the Year. Um, this is his opportunity to get his guys going and get some uh, get some back on track here against the Cardinals team. That uh, honestly, like, I think there's a wor- there's a realistic world where they had an entire off season of hearing they were they were awful. They're gonna lose. They suck. Oh, and seventeen. They you know ter- like you know like. You get, I think you get one shot as a coach using that as a motivational tool to get your guys running out of the um, tunnel for week one with their hair on fire. Like, like running out of the tunnel week one with their hair on fire to the tune that they try to kill the opposing quarterback uh, out of bounds, like in the yeah. first uh, series of the game. Like that, like, you know, you get that once. And then when that doesn't work, you can't really go back to that well again. And so this feels like a motivational low spot for a Cardinals team that is also not good. Um, and so Giants, uh, Giants, I think uh, get get right in a in a big way. I laid the points. I would lay, I would lay alt spread here, and uh, you know, not my favorite play of the week, obviously. But I think there's a big old long tail where the Giants, um, you know, feel good about themselves on Sunday night. Smooth. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite make it six, but it's one of those where because I don't have the Giants. I didn't have the Giants very high to begin with, I guess. I don't know. I, I kind of did. I did some moving around on the Arizona defense, but it's one of those where if you're going to bet this, like you said, I think there's a very good case to at least invest a little bit extra into the minus seven and a half, yeah. minus ten and a half, minus fourteen and a half, whatever you want. Make yourself a little extra money because the Giants 
they probably don't squeak a close one here. If if it really comes out and Saquon and Waller and Daniel Jones look as good as they have in previous years, this offense is going to move heavily on this team. Okay. Uh, San Francisco, uh, LA. I, I'm not going to comment on this. on this game. I kind of forgot about well, I'm, I don't have a comment on this game, so I will uh, cede the floor to you. Whenever I am hard against two teams who embarrass me the week before, which is what happened with the Niners and the Rams, then it's best to just kind of take a take a deep breath and walk away. The only context I can give you is that uh, um, the Niners' uh, second week in a row on the road, although this is just going from San Francisco to L.A., which is not a big deal. Yeah. I, we didn't mention that either with the Raiders um, when we talked about the game. We weren't strong on that, but uh, should be that's a tough that, one, yeah. Raiders was well, no, but one. no, yeah. but it should be mentioned that they it's not a they stayed or they, they traveled early, yeah, right to, to practice. It still doesn't get me excited about that team because of the injury, dude. There's there's a much bigger travel angle we'll get to, but go ahead, okay. Yeah, this was another one too where uh, I was forced to upgrade the Niners, they just looked dominant in every phase of the game. It wasn't like the Dallas or Eagles game where it was lucky to come out. Uh, you know, early and put themselves in a positive game state. They put themselves in a positive game state by playing elite offense and really good defense. And I think the only reason I didn't have the Niners in that same tier as the top, top, top teams was the the uncertainty. I put it 50-50 on Purdy. And he looked fine. He looked fine against a good defense. He looked fine against a team that had you know, a lot of time to scheme for him. Purdy, and Purdy's, Purdy's magic, him. man. Ayuk continues to impress. Like he quietly had a crazy good year last year. He gets lost because there's so many other huge names on there. He's going to go have like 1,200 yards receiving, maybe more. Like there's so many good pieces on this offense, and Purdy's fine. The defense is great. Christian McCaffrey's. We're not going to use him as much. He had like 150 yards. Um, this is a. This is probably a juggernaut if, if this continues and the Rams went and played a team that didn't have good coverage, didn't have good pass rush, and Matthew Stafford looked good because he's a good quarterback. He still is if you keep him clean. I don't think he's going to get that benefit this week. This is a great teaser leg. I'm not laying it on the road even <laughs> in a divisional game, but I did uh, I did end up putting this in a teaser with the Jets from Monday. I really wanted to bet the Monday game. But I wanted to just use the Jets, and I had Jets to close some teasers. I wanted to open another one up, so I ended up with the Niners minus one. So I have a little action on the Niners to win, basically outright, cover the one for me. But I'm, I'm not doing anything else outside of maybe putting them in a couple more teasers here. No, interesting that the Niners have been a hot side here on the road. People basically – like, I'm going to be just phenomenally annoyed if it turns out that the one good game the Rams had all year was the one year, one week I was banging the table. <laughs> well, and, and this, that's the, the thing too. A team. Yeah. I feel like you, you have to weigh like when a, when a game happens and you have to make some judgments on teams, a lot of times it's 50, 50. Yeah. Like, Oh, this team overperformed a little here and this team underperformed here. It, it's usually within like the 65, yeah. 35 range at, at most. I feel yeah. like there's a decent case where it's like, yes, Stafford was good, but so much of it was just was Seattle. Was Seattle's defense in that game? Oof. Yeah. Um, okay. One thing I wanted to bring up about Purdy because we'll just catalog these ridiculous luck box plays. The guy, the guy just walks under lights. It's amazing. Um, did you see the play where T.J. Watts strip sacked him and then he sat on the ball and managed to yeah. like with the surgically repaired elbow against T.J. Yeah. Watt? He managed to retain possession of a fumble behind his back on the ground. What? How? 
He's blessed. <laughs> second, I mean, second coming amazing. guys. Amazing. Second coming of Brady, right? I mean, like it's got all the whiffs. It's wild. Um, Niners are a truck. Uh, there are, you know, the story of the season so far is there's like five good defenses and there's like two good offenses and Niners have one of the five good defense and one of the two good offenses. So, um, you know, pretty, pretty unbelievable. Uh, let's talk Jets, Dallas, two of the top five defenses in the NFL go head to head total down to 38 and a half. Andy, do you know off the top of your head? Cause I'll do the research. If you don't, when was the last time we had six games under 40 in the early part of the season where it wasn't pre-season. like snow preseason, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> preseason week four, three, three. Yes. You're absolutely right. Um, so I believe yeah, Norm, Norm Van Brocklin was facing off against, uh, <laughs> the, the, the amazing families amazing no, how low these it is crazy are. how the the scoring you kind of predicted this Al. i'll give you credit for that you you were on this early and i wish i could have made a, money a on lot that. Of people, <laughs> I, I think and i think there's oh, you know a lot what? of I cases have a... sorry good there, there's a lot of cases for people too. just i think people are going to start to pile on this too and if you like overs i think there's a lot of spots where you can wait the but only tiny in, in general yeah, the only tiny little exposure I had to my thesis about unders was a season-long Grand Salami and a week one Grand Salami. The week one Grand Salami came in by like 100 points. It was not fucking close. The uh, season-long... I haven't even looked at those. Well, the uh, season-long, I, I saw... The, the, the Discord was all over the yeah. season-long. It's yeah, like 12,000. It was so many points. It's so many yeah. points. It's not... you know, But you know what's going to really hurt Sting? When there's a uh, DeMar Hamlin cancellation of a game and they void it because not all games were played, um, that's going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's get every game played this year, guys. Let's do it. Um, I don't really know what else to say about Dallas Cowboys other than I. my expectation here is that if the Jets are the team we think they are, the leaders in that locker room is going to get this defense fired up to show up again. Um, I think the defense knows that they're, that they're the captain now uh, in every way, shape, and form about uh, getting this team still to its ultimate goal of making a playoff run. Um, and I think the Jets' offensive scheme now becomes literally we need to train Zach Wilson not to beat us. Um, that's going to be extremely hard considering he's behind a weak pass pro offensive line and facing the most violent and dangerous pass rush uh, on, you know, on the other side of the field. I, I, my, I mean, my guess is that if the Jets defense gives you full hard perform here, they keep the Cowboys under 24 and they have a chance, but it's not a great one to cover nine and a half points. Uh, any feeling on your behalf of uh, if under 24 is a bet for our secret pod play for the Cowboys, or do you think the Cowboys could uh, find some matchups to their advantage in this one? And, or do you think the Jets might just kind of lay a little bit of an egg after what an emotional ending some Monday night? Yeah, I, honestly, I wonder about Jets team total under. Doesn't matter how low it is. We, we went with a low one last week, under under a half. No, that, like the shutouts in play. Uh, it's And again, we talked about this with the Giants. Very tough to take a lot from, you know, even that second half of that game. Like, what, what are you learning from a game that's in the rain with a, a five-score lead? Uh, that said, the, the Dallas defense did not let up, and they looked tough. And, I mean... I don't know where you have those two offensive lines, but I don't have the Jets' offensive line rated very highly. Oh no, and they're bottom a, bottom ten, maybe. Bottom and you, five. Ha, you have a quarter, and it, you know sacks and pressures are also quarterbacks are part of the equation. I don't have Zach Wilson rated very high, and like a sack avoidance, 
it could be a very long no, game for the offense. He's a negative in sack avoidance, yeah. which means he's he's a sack finder. It's, yeah. it's like the, the yeah. negative EPA. Like every time yeah. he throws the ball three times, the other team scores a touchdown. <laughs> um, the, the Solak tweet, but yeah, yeah. The, the, the Jets off. Like the, my only bet here would be like a Jets team total under. And honestly, what I'm going to be watching for in the games I don't bet, you know, I still like to. There's stuff I'm always watching for, and I think we know what Dan Quinn has in this defense, and especially if they're up against. You know, if, if they're up against some sort of, uh, you know, weak offensive line and a weak-minded quarterback like this, they can probably take advantage of it. They're going to have a good day. But I really want to see McCarthy's offense in, like, neutral game state. So I kind of hope this one doesn't get out of hand early. I want to yeah. see, like, I want to see that offense in normal weather down in Cherry World. I want to see it again. Now that, the, the, we should talk the Jets all we want. They have a very good defense. Like this oh, is yeah. going to be a good defensive test, even though oh, it's yes. at home. I'm very excited to see what what like past the first fifteen looks like for uh, McCarthy here. Same, same, same. That's yeah, gonna be freaking seems, awesome. So, like, what's uh, what's thirty eight and a half? It's what is this it, team's it, only like fourteen? I think the expectation here is fourteen and a half to twenty four and a half ish, right? Or fourteen to twenty four, I guess. Fourteen and a quarter to twenty four and a quarter. I like fourteen and a half is gonna be that team total. Boy, that's tight, tight like a tiger. <laughs> I don't know that I see two touchdowns for the Jets here unless one of them is defensive or special teams. Yeah. Well, when would they ever get a special teams touchdown? <laughs> you know what, Andy? If the Jets uh, turn the ball, if they if they can create four turnovers and get a punt return for a touchdown, I think they're in this game. They're live. Um, they're yeah. live. Yeah, they're it's still live. crazy that the Jets yeah. are 1-0. Unbelievable. All right. Washington. And a half. I don't know if I can touch that. I, I, I think this is a skipper, skipper, Ernie. Um, another, this is another skipper Rooney and I will fully admit that hands up preseason. If you told me you're really not going to bet the Broncos in the spot, I would have said, uh, something has gone horribly wrong with the Broncos. Well, something has gone horribly wrong with the Broncos. Their offense is, uh, utterly miserable. Um, this is a brutal spot for the commanders coming off of a hard fought win week one against the worst team in football. Um, now they go to altitude early in the season. If they're game fit, I'll be shocked. Uh, I think the side and total are correct, although laying three and a half with the uh, uh, Broncos feels like the biggest donkey bet in the world. Um, so this is a passing. I kind of want to just pretend like Russell Wilson and the Broncos don't exist this year. Um, so I don't really want to talk about them. Yeah, there, there's still a decent, you know, there's a chance that this offense gets better, but it was not great so far. Um, they lost Dulcich, the tight end. He, he was getting plenty of snaps, and now he's done for an extended time. Judy was limited today. Uh, so was Chase Young. So that's kind of some major injuries uh, on both sides of this ball. But if you're missing Judy again and Dulcich, I, I don't expect this offense to do very much. This is another one. This t- this total is 38 and a half wow. for a reason. Um, it, yeah, until Until I see something from Russell Wilson, I'm unwilling to be betting this team and this is one too where I'm surprised. It's I'm, I'm half tempted at three and a half. If Chase Young plays, and Howell didn't look like absolute garbage last week, I think that's part of the reason we're at this number. Oof. Yeah, this is a. I don't know how the Commanders are scoring points in this one, man. It's a hard skip, and I don't even want to watch this that much. Nope. Pass. Pass. Nope. Pass. Let's talk uh, about the game of the week. I'm not joking. This is the game of the week. It is. Uh, maybe you're more interested in. Jags, uh, you know, Chiefs for obvious reasons, but this one is 
like the most exciting offensive mind in football right now against uh, the all-time greatest coach. Uh, and I can't wait to watch it. Um, you, uh, I know, have already professed your love for the Patriots in this spot. Uh, you got a bad number. But, had like, added to it. Yeah. Don't care. Um, don't care. I've been, I waited for the three. I have not bet it yet, but I am with you. And here are a couple of the key angles that I would like to your opinion on. You ready? Number one, <clears throat> uh, the Dolphins now are in a brutal travel spot. They go Miami to L.A. to Miami to New England. Uh, Tua, not a good primetime quarterback. Dolphins, uh, entire s- offseason to scheme for uh, how they wanted to attack the uh, Chargers. I do not know. Uh, you know, that you can necessarily predict what Belichick is going to do from a scheme standpoint. So they are going to have to figure it out on the fly against the Patriots. Dolphins got it done against the Chargers because of speed, in my opinion. Uh, and uh, I think in general, the Patriots have speed that they can match with on defense. Dolphins also uh, had a very short um, time to throw against the uh, Chargers by design. And uh, Tio Tua did a magnificent job of getting the ball out of his hands quickly. I think with the Patriots, where you have monsters in the middle that can generate interior pressure, the time to throw factor becomes less of an ability to avoid uh, the catastrophic sacks and uh, hits. Uh, Dolphins don't really have a running game that spooks me. Dolphins do have a defense that can be attacked. Uh, and the Patriots kind of have the right personnel outside of a healthy offensive line to really get something effective going offensively in this game, in my opinion. Dolph- you know, Patriots offense, I think, in general. General, uh, a hair underrated, um, although we expected them to score against um, the Eagles. Uh, maybe they probably should have scored more. There are some questions about how they're utilizing their skill position group. Um, but uh, the kind of final question or kind of final point I have for you is Patriots, if they get this win, and it's not a coin flip you win anymore. Now, you know, this is their, their, their little bit of a, you know, kind of an unlikely winner at, at the current price. Um, they get Zach Wilson in the Jets next week. Yeah, they get those two wins. Now you have two wins in the AFC East. Do you like them at nine to one? And in for for any kind of uh, you know kind of fun long shotty season long future to cheer for? I like this team. I like this. I think, and I'm kind of putting a lot of eggs in the basket, but I just don't like this matchup. And I guess I'm kind of hoping. This game, so I can get a good price on them. Dolphins or Patriots? Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Dolphins for sure. Um, Okay. Yeah, Ramsey out is a big deal. That defense looks pretty bad at times. I know there's a shitload of injuries across, like Strange and uh, God, what's it is? Adwenu. Trent Brown. Trent Brown has a concussion. The center has. Center has a concussion, or yeah, the yeah, left guard. I think the left guard has a concussion, yeah. the center has a hamstring injury. Uh, and Wenu and Strange were limited, Trent Brown with a concussion. Like the whole offensive line is hurt, but it's it's not a team where I'm, I've seen a lot from the front seven yet. I haven't seen much from this defense again. If the Patriots defense shows up, this is a close game. And it'll be one of those where maybe we get another buy low spot in Miami. I did take the three here. Uh, Mostert was – so I, I'm back and forth between him being vet rest. Like, there's still a knee issue there. So I know McDaniel said he's fine, but I wonder if he's going to be limited in game. 
I have no idea. Obviously, the waddle stuff is very concerning. They're saying that's some sort of abductor or oblique injury. That can be problems for a speed guy who needs to. Are we around. missing? Are we missing the obvious bet then? Just the under. Under. Yeah, I don't think the Patriots like go out and score thirty on them. This is the Patriots' defense. That we're, we're overreacting to a Miami team playing against a, a defensive coach who's never been able to coach up the defense. Looking really good. We got the MVP and Offensive Player of the Year overreactions. Not that they're bad. They're very, very good. But we're sitting full overreaction on Miami, and they're going up against a way, way better defense. A defense that took a team that went to the Super Bowl and kind of made that offense look pretty rough for three quarters. Like This is a very good defense at home in division. Um I don't know. Like I, I, I like, uh, especially God if Waddle were out. God bless us. We this three is coming home, but yeah, I, I like, uh, I like the plus three. I took Patriots on the money line. I'm gonna split my stake three ways between Pats plus three, Pats to win the East, and uh, under forty six. Actually, I'm just gonna full stake under forty six. Yeah, I think that's where I've come to with this entire discussion because I didn't know. The full, I didn't know the full extent of injuries. That's all spooky shit. Um, Primetime unders, Andy, in the beginning of the season. Do you know if there's an angle? Is, is there is there some there there? <laughs> is that a, a thing? trillion a trillion and oh? <laughs> yeah. Speaking speaking um, of primetime, we did we forgot to mention that tomorrow night we have the uh, the market. If you're in New Jersey, our friends at Profit Exchange um, and anybody who knows the four for four guys in Noonan, I leaned on Noonan for this because the prop for tomorrow's game at Profit Exchange, which you can just go add liquidity to. Um, is uh, Georgia Bulldogs over over under tackles and assists combined? Because you have what a not gonna what a prop. There's a bunch, and do you even have one on the Vikings and Lewis Sign? Wow, it's not all Eagles. Uh, Lewis Sign didn't get a lot of time on defense. He might have not <laughs> played. He might have just been uh, special teams last week. But uh, so he set it at ten and a half. Newton awesome. did. Awesome. Seen. I, I say sign. Um, he set it at ten and a half, and then Nicobe Dean was injured. Or, yeah, right. Uh, was Dean. ruled out. He's he's like, hey, we got to change this to like five and a half. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyone want to know what what his uh, projection for Nicobe Dean was? Do the math on that. But it it is now a little lower. There's yeah, there's cool. going to be a code if you are in New Jersey. There'll be a link in the show notes after cool. the show. Profit Take exchange. Advantage. I love it. Um, real. quick quick on Monday Night Football because I'm about to go long, long bunch of shit, bunch of travel. I don't know that I'll be available for halftime shows. Hopefully Andy finds a, a worthy replacement. Um, and I don't think Sunday recap is in the cards for me this week, but uh, I will be, I will do move heaven and earth to make sure we do a pod a week from today on Wednesday, even if I'm from remote locations in the middle of the night. Um, but uh, the Monday Night Football games, I bet Carolina plus three. Um, I think that's a competitive game. I think Carolina looks better in that one than they did last week. I think the Saints are a huge question mark, maybe a minus. Um, and I passed on the uh, Browns-Steelers game. Uh, the thing to watch in Browns-Steelers is Kenny Pickett's cognition because he was concussed in the third play of the game. And if the Browns get after him again, if they get a shot on him early in the game, I'm worried about his longevity for the season. Um, but I'm certainly kind of interested to see if the game is slowed down for him at all, or if he is still kind of 
having trouble getting through progressions and just in general looking like the the spot the moment's too big for him which is what i felt like we saw last week so um i'm, I'm really not joking about the concussion thing i'm pretty sure that that was a huge element in why he played the way he played particularly in the first half of that game but um you know i'm i'm a, I'm a steelers uh homer defender at this point so i am what i am and i did uh I think I tweeted it out, or at least I put it. I put all my plays. I forget to do it week one, but I did put all my plays and bet spurts on the app there. If you're going to see anything, I try to put them in right after I bet them. But I did play that under 41. Obviously, it's not really good information right now. It's down to 39. It's good so to I, 31, though, right? I, it, it might be one of those where if you're feeling kind of frisky, it might still be fine. Missing an offensive lineman from a offense that didn't look all that good, playing against a tougher defense, and then just kind of what we saw with the – and then Deontay Johnson missing. This could be a pretty ugly game. It's a divisional game. We love these AFC North unders anyway. Hopefully, maybe we even get the added bonus of some wind and some weather down there. But I did play that under. I agree with you, sort of, on the Carolina thing. I'm not as there with you. Just Yeah, I uh, wish I had I'm, a better I'm, number. I'm, but. I'm, I'm, no, but I'm, I'm negative on – I'm very negative on the Saints with you there. Like, I don't believe that offense, as currently rostered, is set up to Lake. You know, be it – be an offense that puts up 28, 31 points on even bad teams. They just don't – they don't have a good offensive game plan, despite having two decent receivers. Obviously, missing Kamara stinks, and they've had some other injuries. But I'm not a strong believer in that offense as currently rostered and just, like, Cover it's not a big number, but covering numbers just probably isn't gonna be their jam this year. They're gonna lose close games, they're gonna win close games, they're gonna be in close games. Like if you you're gonna be betting a lot of dogs against the Saints, and they might still go win this division, but yeah. Um Car- Carolina, if Sharks back in, that'd be a nice added bonus. I don't think people are I don't know if people are hopeful on that. Did he uh, end up practicing today? Don't know. I didn't. I didn't hear a lot of DJ Chark chatter today. He did return to practice. I think he was limited. But yeah, those hamstring hamstrings. Everybody has a bad hamstring this year. I'm like, yeah. I'm scared to walk to my truck. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap it up there. Good job. Great pod. Best luck this week. Uh, let's go Jags. Uh, and uh, let's go Pats. Yeah. Let's go Patriots. Great work. Yeah, t- Taylor, to answer your question. We'll still do that. So Drew is going to be off the Mediterranean area of the world. I, the Adriatic. The Adriatic Sea. Adriatic. Amazon. Let's look at some content.